You are listening to the Grace Church Podcast. To learn more about grace, including our gathering times, visit us online at thegracechurch.net. Today's sermon comes from Pastor Chris Neal. So my name is Chris Neal. I'm the associate pastor here at Grace. I also get to do the men's ministry. Uh, more coming up with the men's ministry at the end of this, uh, towards the end of this little message here. I can tell you guys are really pumped about all that. Okay, that's cool. So how many of you actually made it to midnight? Man, first service destroyed you guys. I don't know what those people are doing. I guess they haven't gone to bed yet, maybe. They just came straight here. So, but happy new year. And I really feel like it's been over a year since I've seen some of you. Hashtag dad jokes. Man. So, I'm glad you guys are here. Really, I am. And so, one thing I did get to do over the Christmas break is I got to take a little trip. And I thought I'd show you my first picture here. My head's much bigger than I thought it was, but that's all right. <laughs> when I used to ride a motorcycle, I had to get the triple X helmet, so. <laughs> I don't know why I shared that. But anyway, so where, <laughs> where do you guys think I'm going on this trip over Christmas break? Just shout out a few things. The beach, Florida, Niagara Falls. That was a good Actually... Katie and I, we're going to go to every Chili's in the United States. <laughs> so that's our goal. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you want to show the next picture? Oh, well, look at that. So don't worry. The toilet seat's clean, probably. <laughs> that's at my house. So I had some of you fooled, though, right? You thought, man, Chris got to go on a trip over Christmas. I can barely buy presents. What the heck? But I wanted you guys to see, that's probably enough of that one, Ann. Um, <clears throat> but I wanted you guys to see is how easily our perspectives can be skewed, how easily we can be influenced to want to be part of a world that doesn't even really exist, that's not real. And that's how our social media-driven world works for the most part today. Um, and whether we know it or not, we are all tempted to do what I just did in some way or another. You might not put your face next to a toilet seat, although some of you were there last No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Online, I know you. So we've all, well, I can't say all. But we're tempted, aren't we, to make a situation look more appealing. We want people to like us. We want to be seen as like, man, Chris gets to go on a trip. That's amazing. We want them to think good things about us, that we're funny or interested or attractive or witty or whatever it is. But then did you know that presenting yourself like this to people around the world now is a multi-billion dollar industry? It's eclipsing the commercial industry. $17 billion in 2022 were spent on influencers. People making crazy money to drink a drink because they got over a half a million followers. And if you ask kids these days and young adults, 86% of them said they want to be a influencer. That's right, a TikTok star. Nobody wants to be like a lawyer or a doctor or an electrician or anything like that anymore. Those days are gone. They all want to be like content creators and YouTubers and TikTok stars. And that's older folks, all you old people out there, you know who you are. But anyway, so we think about that. We think, man, that's crazy. That's crazy that these kids want to be that way. But if we examine our lives and we really think about it, 
we really do try to influence people in our life every single day in some way or another. And so some of us, we may use our careers and what we do to influence people. Some of us, we use our votes, our time. We give our energy, our attention, money to influence people to do things that we want them to do or just for them to like us. And we learned this in Revelation. Remember that book last year? So we learned that we were really created to influence people to follow Christ. But we also learned that there's an enemy that tries to hijack these things that God has put in us. And he wants us to make counterfeit versions of what we really are. Because we really were created by God to have these desires to, to influence people. But we were created by God to influence people to follow Christ. But sometimes we end up influencing people instead of following Christ. They follow us. We learned this during our Christmas series that Jesus, he came to be the light of the world. And everybody got a flashlight. Anybody here with their flashlights yet? So everybody got a flashlight, and we learned that Jesus came to lead people out of the darkness, that he was the light of the world. And we learned that through his death and that through his life and through his resurrection and our faith in him, that we are now the lights of this world. And we get a chance to influence people to follow him. But too often, they see these counterfeit versions of what we were really created to do. And it kind of ends up like that picture that I showed you. And it's all just a bunch of crap. <laughs> Toilet seat and cunning, just jokes, just jokes. But really, that's how we do it. Because we want people to think we're perfect. We want them to think our lives are amazing. We want them to think that, man, that's impressive. That's appealing, whatever it is. Like we want people to see us and then hit the like button or the share button or whatever it is. And that creates this counterfeit version of who we were intended to be. And that's what it means to be like an influencer in the social media-driven world that we're in today. And so I was kind of intrigued by this. And I went to Google what influencer meant. And I, I, like, I did this several times. And this definition was the number one definition that I kept getting. An influencer is an individual who has the power to affect purchase decisions of others because of their authority, knowledge, and here's the big one, their relationship with their audience. Their relationship with their audience. It's people who try to sell you a vision or try to sell you a product or try to influence you because they have a half a million followers and they want to gain more followers and they're doing it for money to influence you to buy products. It's eclipsing the commercial industry now. So how do we, like, take this influencer term back? How do we take it from the world? Because innately we are created to be influencers. We're created to influence people to follow Christ. That's what we were made to do. But how do we do that? I'm glad you guys asked. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20 says this. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, and the new is here. So it starts with a genuine encounter with Jesus Christ. So if you had an encounter with Jesus Christ, 
And you're not the same. Like you're transformed. You're made into a representative for him. You're made into an influencer for Christ. And that's where it starts. So to be true influencers for Christ, we must have a genuine encounter with Jesus. And if you're here today or if you're online and you haven't had that or you don't know about that, we would love to talk to you. Talk to one of the pastors here. Let us know. Send us a message. And this word genuine, I got to thinking about it. And like I kind of thought I knew what it meant, but I wasn't really sure how to define it. And so genuine means this. It means truly what something is said to be. So Jesus, he was genuine. He truly was what he was said to be. And so if we know Jesus and we've been transformed by his life and his Holy Spirit lives inside of us, then we have no need to present these counterfeit versions of ourselves. There's no need for smoke and mirrors. Like there's no need for deceptions. There's no need for us to post this stuff, hashtag blessed by the best and all that. No, there's no need for that. There's no need to pretend. And we don't have to pretend that our lives are all perfect either. They're not. Lives are hard. Like, life is hard. But we should be able to have, like, this genuine joy and this genuine peace through all the circumstances in our life. And that sounds great, doesn't it? Who doesn't want that? But how do we get there? And how do we do that? Galatians 5, through 26. It said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so we're going to influence far more people with our kindness and our genuineness and our peace and our patience, very hard one, than we ever will with a social media post that was made to create more followers or to have people envy your life. So I challenge you this year, man, to slow down and try to talk to the person that's right in front of you. Have a conversation with someone that's right in front of you. We're always so worried about what else is going on, and the phone's buzzing, and you want to see who it is. And I was talking to somebody the other day, and their arm was twitching like this. I thought they were having an episode. Like, it's crazy. But they're just checking that what? Unless you're a brain surgeon, man, calm down. Like, turn that thing down and engage the person right in front of you. That's how you become an influencer. Show them kindness, like help people, talk to people, encourage people. Like Katie and I, we go to Chili's. That's fine dining. And do you know how many people are on their phones and they never even, like they're missing the baby back ribs and all this stuff. They never say a word to each other. I don't even know why they're there. It's crazy. Like have a genuine encounter with somebody this year. Face to face, like be kind. That's how you're going to influence far more people than you ever will with all these posts on social media. Because that's what light shiners do. That's what people who want to influence people for Christ, that's what they do. I'm telling you, really think about this. You have no idea what one conversation, what one word of encouragement, what one act of kindness, like, like one generous expression of love or one generous expression of generosity can do to change someone's life forever. And the cool thing about God is, man, he loves to take people that are not influencers by the world standards and turn them into influencers. So we're going to look at John chapter 4 today. And this story is about a woman, and no one ever thought that this woman would be an influencer by the world standards. But God takes her, and he uses her to be an influencer. And so Jesus, he was on a road trip. He wanted to go through Samaria. 
None of his disciples or anybody with him wanted to go through Samaria because Samaritans were half Jew and half Gentile and they were hated people and they almost were treated like dogs, less than dogs sometimes. But Jesus, being Jesus, he goes right through Samaria. It's about noon. He's probably sweating like me. It's hot and he needs some water. And this is where we pick up the story. So when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this water? In this interaction, like Jesus is dignifying this woman just by talking to her. Like Jewish men, a good Jewish man, did not talk to Samaritan women especially because they were lower than dogs. So just by talking to her and engaging her and having this genuine interaction with her, like he is dignifying this woman. You can like start to feel his genuine care for this lady as the story continues. He said, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of this water I give them, they'll never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't have to keep coming to this well to draw water. Jesus said, go, call your husband and come back. She said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands, and the man you are with now is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. You can kind of feel her starting to soften up a little bit. And she says, sir, I can see that you are a prophet. And so Jesus, in this moment, he's showing us how we can have one genuine encounter Someone that the world sees as less than and really start to change their life forever. I'm telling you, 2023, like really focused on one conversation, like one word of encouragement, like this one moment of kindness, this, this generosity and expressing these the generous things to people in 2023. And so after this interaction, this lady, like she leaves her water jar and she starts running back in the town and she finds all the townspeople and she says this. Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and she said to the people, come and see, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. But did you catch that? Jesus is taking this woman. She has no platform. She has no followers. But now she's an influencer. Jesus also shows us in this story that if you're here today or you're online, you think your life is bad and messed up and that Jesus could never use you, this lady was like the lowest of the low. This lady was voted most likely to not succeed, right? These people whispered when she walked by. These people called her names. That's why she's at the well at noon. And this broken and messed up woman, she has a genuine encounter with Jesus. And then she goes and shares it with other people and starts to change people's lives forever. 
Like, I'm telling you, you don't have to be able to pray these beautiful, magic, like, powerful prayers that everybody just loves to hear. No, you don't have to be able to do that. You don't need a seminary degree. Like, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. You don't need 4,000 followers. You don't need a social media platform. Like, all you have to do this year is do your best to reflect Jesus to the person that is right in front of you. Like, you can be an influencer, Grace Church. Hashtag influencer. Like, you can be an influencer. God can use this church to change this community and the world. I really believe that. God can use you right where you are. And so many of you probably know this. But in 2001, I had a catastrophic accident. Fell off a roof. A bunch of bad decisions. Ended up not walking for like a year. Spent a year in a wheelchair, broke my back, hip, pelvis, ended up losing one of my legs below the knee. Now you're trying to figure out which one it is. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> like, and during this time, my life was a wreck. Like, it was horror. Like, it was bad. But God brought someone into my life during this period of my life, and his name was Marvin Wallace, and he was my state-assigned rehabilitation counselor, specialist. And so when you have, like, a catastrophic accident or something, the state, they give you a, somebody to help you get back to school or back to work or whatever so that you can start paying taxes and be a productive citizen again, right? And I just learned how to walk with a walker. And so I went into his office with my walker, and, man, my life was a wreck. And I basically went to that appointment because I needed to keep my disability going because I, I couldn't work. I just learned how to walk, and I hated going there, and I hated my life, and I went in there, and I was like the lowest of the low, and I don't remember everything that Mr. Wallace said to me that day. We sat there for about an hour talking about stuff, but I remember this, like, like it was yesterday. I remember that man had a genuine joy that I knew, I knew without a doubt that he had Jesus in his heart. Like, I just knew, and I was so far away from Jesus at that time. And I knew because he had this genuine kindness. Like he showed me this, this kind. And then he actually seemed to genuinely care about me and my case. And then when I was done talking, I got up with my walker and I'm going out. And he gets up. He comes up to me and shakes my hand. He says, Chris. He's like, God has a great plan for your life. He said, Chris, you have a bright future. <laughs> I was shocked by those words because my life was a wreck. I was the one that everybody whispered about now. I was the one that was most likely not to succeed. Like, I, I was like, what is this guy talking about? And in the back of my mind, I'm going out the, the door, and I still remember this. I was like, this guy's drunker than I've ever been at 10 a.m. <laughs> That's exactly what I said to myself. <laughs> but I can still see his genuine smile and his genuine words. Like, I, I can see him because, man, he was just reflecting Jesus to the one person that was right in front of him. I'm telling you. Like, you don't have to know it all to be an influencer. You don't have to have it all together. You just let your light shine. You just let salt do what salt does. That's all you have to do. One word of hope, one word of love, one word of encouragement, one genuine interaction with someone this year could change somebody's life forever. It's not insignificant. You are an influencer. You really have no idea what God can do. Don't let culture rob us of this word. Don't let culture take our calling. Like, we can do this, Grace Church. And a true influencer, it always is going to start with a genuine encounter with Jesus and then reflecting that to the person that is right in front of you. And listen to what else this Samaritan lady does. 
So many of the Samaritans from that town, they believed in Jesus because the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. And so when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay, and he stayed two more days. And because of this lady's influence in these people's life, many more in this town became believers. She changed the whole town. Jesus used this one worthless, by society standards, broken woman to change a whole town. Wasn't an Instagram star, wasn't a YouTuber, a professional athlete, not a TikTok sensation that Jesus used. Not that he can't, but more often than not, I see God using these people that will have genuine interactions with people that are right in front of them. And so if you're here today or online and you've had a genuine interaction with Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit of the living God inside, you have everything you need to influence anybody that God puts in your path right where you are. Man, for me, it started when we were at the school, and I just started opening doors for people. I started moving chairs and opening doors. Nobody was doing the doors. Nobody was holding up. And so when I started opening the doors, like, I just tried my best, true story, to see everyone as special and valued and loved. I tried to learn their names, and I tried to learn, tried to learn one unique thing about every person that came through that door when we were at the school. I still try and do that. And I was nervous and I was sweaty like this. <laughs> but I was trying my best. I was trying my best to learn their names. And for Katie, like we weren't pastors then. We were just, I don't know, just people. <laughs> Still people. But anyway, but Katie, she started writing birthday cards to people in the church. And she started doing this because she had way better handwriting than Tommy. <laughs> like she never knew that she was going to get so many hugs and that God was going to move through her life. Like, we never knew how God was going to use us to influence hundreds and thousands of people now. Like, we didn't know. We just started serving because nobody else was doing it. Nobody asked me. I just started doing it. My kids, they come here every Sunday with me, and they get mad if I leave them at home and when I come early and everything. And they go down there and set up the entire GC Kids rooms every Sunday. And they love it. And they're there for three services, and they're happy, and they're content. And other kids want to go down there because they're down there, and they're having fun. And they're just genuinely reflecting Christ to the people that are around them. And I'm not saying that, you know, to boastering. I'm very proud of them. But, but what I'm saying is what I've witnessed in them and me and in other people is that God takes these seemingly small things, like that you seem insignificant, like these words or encounters or interactions with the woman at the well or some big sweaty guy, right? And he takes them and he does something amazing with them. He does. Like all you need is a genuine desire to help the person that is right in front of you, and God will honor that. God will make you an influencer. So what if, and we, me and Tommy, we do this often, but what if you came to this church, you got here a little early instead of coming in on two wheels and running at the last first song, you know? What if you got here a couple minutes early, five minutes early, and you actually tried to talk to somebody, learn something about them, and if those people won't talk to you, I guarantee you it happens, talk to somebody else the next week. Sooner or later, somebody's going to talk to you, learn their name, learn something about them. Like, what if we did that, Grace Church? You can be an influencer right here in this house. What if at work or at school, 
Like you talked to the person that was right in front of you, and they were having a bad day, and you knew it, and you just talked to them, and you didn't judge them. Like you just talked to them. You can be an influencer. Or what if you just signed up for a group today? We have so many groups that are coming in January. So many groups are coming in January. Men, the time is now. There's a table right outside. You can, or you can sign up online. Like God is going to do something amazing in the men of this house this year. Like the time is now for you to sign up, men. There's a table out there. You can sign up for groups. There's uh, no, or Jonah's coming, the book of Jonah. We're going to spend a lot of time with that book and learning about that and how to share it. Grace University is coming. We can learn how to read the Bible and share the Bible with others in an authentic way. Ladies, the garden book is coming. The garden club is coming. We will be able to share like an authentic experience with other ladies and reflect each other to Jesus. There's so many ways for you guys to get involved this year. You guys can be an influencer. You really can. And so one thing I like to do is try and figure out some way to make a rhyme or something that helps me remember what I was wanting to do. And I've been praying this for you guys and for me over the last week or so. It always scares Katie and Tommy when I try to make up a rhyme, but it's all right. They're gone right now. So. But no, I came up with this. I said, God, make a genuine influencer out of me in 2023. So that was my prayer for today and for you guys and for me this year. Like, God, make a genuine influencer out of me in 2023. Amen? If you are encouraged by today's message, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at thegracechurch.net. And again, thanks for listening to the Grace Church Podcast.